Good morning. It's Thursday, March 2nd, National Banana Cream Pie Day. Now, listen, it is also International Rescue Cat Day, and obviously I rescued my cat from a bunker and also a hoarder's home, so of course I want to celebrate that, but Councilwoman Ruth Meowser-Stanton is doing just fine as far as attention and celebration goes. So, you know what's not getting enough attention? Banana cream pies, they're so good. I love them. I don't love them more than Ruth, but I love them a lot still. And now the news. Let's start with some great news, which is my way of saying not everything in this episode is going to be great. Sorry, but this story is good. Drug maker Eli Lilly announced on Wednesday that they will cap the out-of-pocket monthly cost of insulin at $35, effective immediately. In 2018, it was estimated that the average cost of just a single vial of insulin was $98.70. This change automatically applies to everyone with private insurance. Those without will be eligible through their copay assistance program. That program actually began providing insulin at this price in 2020, regardless of insurance status because of the pandemic. And listen, were they overcharging for insulin before? Yeah, it was very gross. But they're doing the right thing now, so we're going to appreciate this change. This will literally save lives. After years of assessment, five U.S. intelligence agencies have concluded that it is, quote, very unlikely that the so-called Havana syndrome was caused by an energy weapon or foreign agency. The Havana syndrome is a mysterious ailment that's been seen in hundreds of career diplomats, intelligence officers, and others serving in U.S. missions. The effects were described by those suffering as strange and painful acoustic sensations. They were first reported at the U.S. Embassy in Havana in 2016. While the exact cause of these mysterious ailments is still unknown, agencies such as the CIA want to be very clear that it has not been caused by an outside enemy attacking U.S. personnel. Deemed by Republicans as a, quote, woke policy being forced onto the American public, the Senate passed a resolution on Wednesday to overturn the Biden administration retirement investment rule, which would allow managers of retirement funds to consider the impact of, you know, climate change and other environmental, social, and governance factors when picking investments. It doesn't demand that they do this. It just allows them to do it. But sure, uh, too woke, I guess. This will now head to President Biden's desk for a veto. That's right. It is expected that he will use his first presidential veto on this bill. In order to override a presidential veto, Republicans will need to get a two-thirds majority in each chamber, House and Senate, which obviously they will not get. So this veto will stick. It's like stuff like this is so annoying. It's like Republicans just heard the word woke one day and decided it applies to everything. Again, I cannot stress this enough. This rule would not force managers to consider the future of the world when picking investments. It just allows them to do it. Should they be so interested? Rescuers are still on the scene in Greece, searching through the wreckage of the deadliest train crash in the country's history. The death toll is currently at 43. The train was traveling with around 350 passengers, many of whom were students, when it crashed on Tuesday night. At this time, all we know is that the Prime Minister of Greece says it was caused by, quote, 
tragic human error. He has pledged a full and independent investigation. You ever hear a story and think, I don't know, that's a pretty wild reading of what's actually happening. Let me really look into this and see what's going on. That is what's happened here in the story I'm going to tell you about. I read something that said that Florida Republicans want to ban Democrats. And I thought, there's this has to be an overreaction. Like, what is actually going on? Um, turns out, yeah, no, that's that is what is actually going on. Officially known as SB 1248, the bill nicknamed the Ultimate Cancel Act would require the division of elections to immediately cancel any political party whose platform, quote, previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitude. Now, the sad fact is Democrats did, in fact, start out as a pro-slavery party, which sucks. It wasn't until Truman came around that things really started to shift. Truman was a pro-civil rights candidate, and this caused a bunch of Democrats to leave the party and form a party called the Dixiecrats. Now, some of those Democrats did eventually come back to the Democratic Party, but then in the 60s, LBJ signed the Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act, which kind of realigned the parties. And white conservative Southerners who had previously voted for the Democratic Party and had come back from the Dixiecrats to the Democrats, those people switched to the Republican Party. Now, that's an oversimplification, but it's important to remember that Yes, the original Democratic Party did form as a pro-slavery party, but the Republican Party became what it is today because pro-slavery Democrats did not have a home with what became the modern Democratic Party. And they switched to the Republicans who welcomed these pro-slavery voters with open arms. So all of this to say they're little like, oh, we couldn't possibly stand by and allow a party that ever supported slavery to have a voice here in the state is just an excuse to ban the Democratic Party. And we know that because, as a reminder, Florida's out here with their Stop Woke Act and book banning and AP African-American studies classes that stringently limits actually teaching African-American studies. And of course, who can forget the way that they've decided that anything that mentions black history or black current events in schools must be CRT and therefore must be banned, even though CRT is a highly specialized law school class. So let's revisit this bill. Because of their history with slavery, Florida is able to manipulate a situation where they are going to be able to ban the whole Democratic Party if this bill is signed. Now, what about voters who are registered as a Democrat? Their voter registration would be changed to no party affiliation. And per this bill, they would be provided procedures to be able to update their party affiliation with, quote, an active political party, basically forcing Democrats to become Republicans or not be able to vote. Uh, all this until Democrats can find a workaround, which would basically have to be a new name because per this bill, the only way that they can re-register is under a name that is, quote, substantially different from the name of any other party previously registered. So as a summary, we've got Kevin McCarthy handing the insurrection footage over exclusively to a Fox News anchor that, for fun, knowing he was lying while he did it, riled up viewers and tried to get them to think that the election was stolen and they should be really mad. And if you're really, really mad, you should go to the Capitol. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to impose a five-year wait period on voting for any Democrat who moves to a Republican state. Just Democrats. And now Florida wants to ban the entire Democratic Party. These things are threats to our democracy. And um, normally when I talk about things like Kevin McCarthy or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Florida Republicans, I want to crack wise and kind of make fun of it a little bit because um, taken on their own, well, they're they're unserious people. You know, like Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to be an effective speaker of the House. He just wants to be reinvited to dinners with Trump. Marjorie Taylor Greene um, is not a serious person. That That's just a fact. She just enjoys the clicks. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> I normally would want to call them dinkuses and, and make fun of them a little bit. And that's all well and good. And I'm sure I'll go back to that like tomorrow. But what I'm hoping is that you'll hear this story today. Uh, you'll hear the tone of my voice and know that these are serious things that are happening. And I'm a pretty optimistic person when it comes to politics. Uh, you can't be obsessed with voting like I am. If you're not going to be optimistic, voting requires optimism, you know? So uh, normally I'm pretty optimistic about politics in general. And I also like to look at situations like this with a, with a cool head and remind you that like, it's all going to be okay. And, you know, it is all going to be okay, but the caveat to it's all going to be okay is this. What the Republicans are doing is dangerous. And it will all be okay if we do not take our eyes off of things like this. We continue to talk about things like this and we push back against things like this. I refuse to allow this version of the Republican Party to take over and run democracy into the ground. That is their goal. And I'm not going to let them. And I hope that you will feel the same way because it's going to take all of us fighting back about stuff like this. And that's it. That's the news. Whoa, got really serious at the end there, huh? I'm proud of Ruth. Uh, I just called her name and she woke up and look at me. Uh, she sits. She plays fetch. We're working on her saying hi and rolling over. She's great. Uh, also, banana cream pies, a classic and delicious dessert. I love it. But more than that, more than the idea of Ruth baking a cute little banana cream pie because she's very talented and has a very sophisticated palate because you are also very talented. I'm proud of you.